Welcome back, everybody, to Bourbon and Blunts, and we have a very special guest on this week. We have Dana Carfaro on, who... Uh, Carfaro? Carfaro. Yeah. That is a very, very cool last name, I think. Carfaro. It's yeah. a cool name. I went from German to Italian. It is German and German no, I was German. Heinzen uh, is my maiden Heinsen. name. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real German Heinsen. name. Heinzen. It's like I'm Schick. Schick. <laughs> Schick. Okay. Yes. Now he uh, said he says he's Italian, Dana, but I'm fit. Look at my nose, asshole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great look. I'm fifty percent Italian and fifty percent German. It's well, a you, great combo. You Thanks. couldn't tell, buddy. My right? mother is hundred percent Italian. She's hundred percent? Oh. Yeah. Really? Uh, does she know what region from Italy? She don't know. She was adopted. Oh, was she? She just met her real family, maybe <gasps> I mean, now it's been like probably 12 years. Oh, my but God. 11 brothers and sisters. <gasps> Whoa. And All from like New York and so Italian as hell. Yeah, was it, um, yeah. Everybody was welcoming. Yeah, yeah. How beautiful is yeah. that? A few of them have passed away since then. But 11. Yeah, 11 more A whole children. big family. I didn't even know that. She was the second born, and the first two were given up for adoption. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then eleven more. Did, now, did she ever find out some of that story? Like, yeah, it was good that she was adopted. Apparently, the okay. dad wasn't a good person. Now, did she meet the father? No, he had passed away. He already. had passed yeah. away, but she met her biological mother. I believe so. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's what a really, gift. Yeah. When you're like an adult. Yeah. That's amazing. Did she, she feel like she had closure? I'm. I, I never asked her, but I'm sure. No. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. She's friends with all her brothers and sisters. Like they hang out all the time, talk all the time. But they, they, how long has she known them for now? I mean, if they met 12 years ago, then 12 years. Oh, okay. I didn't miss that part. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was, my brain was somewhere 12, else. 12, whatever it was, 12, 13, 14 years okay. ago. Okay. That's really cool, man. Yeah. Have you met them? Uh, a few of them. A few of them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll leave it there. All right. That's fine. Yeah. That's, that's, we'll respect that. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, uh, Dana, I wanted to have you on today because when I first met you close to eight years ago now, mm-hmm. almost eight years ago, I, I was like, wow, that is a... When you meet somebody, you can tell like they have a presence, and you're somebody that has has a presence. Don't make me cry so early. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 but it, that's that's the truth. Like you have a presence. You were, you know, when I first met you, you owned a CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. right? Um, and just your energy, just your personality, and that's something that I I greatly respect tremendously. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I kind of wanted to just have you on, just shoot the shit a little bit. And just as a little side note, we're not uh, we're not drinking or smoking today because you are pregnant with with number two. Numero dos That's on it. the way. He's cooking. Are you now? What's <laughs> what's your biggest excitement about being mommy number two? I have. I feel like I just have a lot of love to give, and I'm just so excited yeah. to show these kids the world and that it's a good world and yeah. that there's a lot of good stuff to be had and seen. You know, a lot of people would take the perspective that there's so much chaos and evil and the world is horrible i don't live in that world my mind is uh eternally optimistic okay my dad may say that i live in the clouds mm-hmm. but i like it up here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you and i go back and forth jeff with uh battling the world yeah yeah so he, he so he takes the stance that everybody is inherently evil. No, I said everybody has evil in them. Well, no, 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 no. Everybody that, has a capability of, of course, being evil. But you think people are more evil. No, I think they're born with both evil and good. I understand that. But at the core, 
I said at the core, people are good. I said it's easier for a person to choose to do evil than it is for a person to choose right. to do now good. Now I think you're coming around my side, buddy. So now we're splitting hairs. No. Because it's right. an active thing to it's be a, it's happy a choice. and good. Well, yeah. it's, and sometimes it's not a choice to do evil things. Yeah. Like sometimes in rage, have... I'm sure shit happens. Right, but is it good to have rage? Well, of course not. Right, so that's why... That's why you, you, can, you can't control it. Well, hopefully you work to a place where you can control you that. You learn rage. tools. Well, yeah, but we're talking about good and evil. And if you are raging, you're probably not controlling your yeah. evil. Yeah, that's a good point. You've crossed the threshold. Yeah, there's a line that you cross where you're not coming back from. Like you're going to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah. I don't know. We had a pretty intense, I don't know if you listened to that episode, but we, were, we had a pretty, I felt like a very high, intense. When I say hi, we were stoned. We were high. <laughs> yeah, we were very high. <laughs> Intense debate about at the core of human beings, there is, I think, at the core of people. I mean, look at the are, history of the world. We talk about this all the time. Look at the history of the world. Fucking society was built on death and murder and wars, created by people that just wanted power. Um. Yeah, but is that the masses? That's I don't the think question. it's the masses. Right. I think there's ones that are just megalomaniacs and their ego is too big to put aside. That might mm. be true. It starts with one, right? But he has millions of followers. Mm. Sheep. Sheep. Right. Well, or, or is there those well because those millions of followers But you were talking about this like is you were saying it's kind of not their fault because they're being led by an evil person, but they're still agreeing to do it. So this just popped in my head. Did you ever read uh, Andy Andrews, Mm-mm. Dana? Jeff, you ever read Andy Andrews? So some of my, he's one of my favorite authors. I've read just about all his books now, but he has he has a very short book. It's called uh, How to Kill Eleven Million People. I think that's what it's called. Aggressive. It it, it is a very aggressive. Yeah, yeah it, but <laughs> but the, it's about kind of the Holocaust, and it's like how do you kill eleven million people? And the idea is like, well, you lie to them, mm-hmm. you know. So if you think about the people that are or were the leaders that were, I mean, just doing mass genocide, evil things, and now you're under that rule. I would imagine a lot of people feel powerless that are under that type of control. But you're talking about the soldiers that are doing the atrocious acts. Partly, yes. They know what they're doing, and they know that shit is wrong. It doesn't matter what lie they're told, or even if they're told a lie. They know what they're doing is wrong. Do you feel like they have a... Do you feel like they're trapped? I'm sure a lot of them do, but they're still doing it. They're still doing it. Right, I guess at the end of the day, you have a choice. You have a choice. You have a choice. Whether you... All right, so maybe your choice is death if you don't do it, but is that better than... Fucking killing a family yeah. with fucking children. Yeah, that's a man. I couldn't imagine being in that situation. And I feel like when you have a megalomaniac, they seek people like a vulnerability. So all these people are are seeking something to look up to. Mm. Like they're lacking something in their lives, and and somebody sees that, and that's what they thrive on, and that's where they they put the the seed to let it grow, and and, uh, and then you get too far in maybe, right. and you don't see any other way. Right. That's a good point. So let me just try to unpack that a little bit. So you're saying um, you have regular people in their life leading a normal life, and then all of a sudden someone or some, you know, a group of people comes along, a movement comes along, and it raptures the average person via either that's 
fear or they're wrapped up in an ideology and then all of a sudden they get so deep into that Mm -hmm. that or they're suffering in some sort of way and this one person saying well it's because of x right or a b and c which are these people or that group of people and not even just about the holocaust you can look at rwanda or any any type of genocide any war yeah Yeah, and 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 people are just like and they get convinced like oh my life will be better right if they weren't there. Right, right. Which is sad. Yeah, it, it, it is sad. I mean, think about, some, like, over the past couple of years with, you know, the pandemic. And think of America prior to the pandemic and then America after the pandemic. We, we're not, I don't think we live in the same America anymore. It's concerning. It is extremely concerning in one way or another. But when I, when I reflect upon it, it really seems like, you know, you had, there was genuine fear. Right, people were scared in the very beginning, and I would—I'll even admit, like I, I was kind of concerned to some degree or another. I'm like, man, like this is this could be a real serious thing. And then as time wore on, I'm like, okay, this is definitely not as serious as what we were led on to. But then you had a lot of people still living in fear, and but, then you had Big Brother that comes in. See, but I gotta disagree. Okay, good. Because it was very serious for a lot of people. How, now, what's a lot? thousands of people died even if it was hundreds of people that died that's a lot of people for sure for sure but you know thousands of people die every year of car accidents that's true but this is what we're not we're not talking about that true we're talking about covid and the amount of fear like it wasn't a small thing for a lot of people yeah but for the masses if you take the overall large organism of the masses it wasn't that big of a deal. Do we know the numbers of how many people died of there's less well, than, fucking COVID? There's less like, than, yeah, right, right, right. It was less than 1%. Because if they died, if they had COVID and they died after, they're still being labeled as exactly. dying. Yeah, exactly. And we obviously don't want to discredit that uh, sadness. Yeah. Of course, it's no, very no, sad, no. but agreed that uh, the fear led, uh, how it was led with fear did not do anything positive to right. the population. Right. And that's and that's exactly really where, where I was going, where you have people that are scared, and then you have somebody or an entity, in this case it was, you know, Big Brother coming in, the government, saying, like, well, we have the answer. And, and if you do these things, well, well you're going to be okay then. This you know? This can't be right. What's that, buddy? It's saying, this is on the World Health Organization website. It says 6,873,477 deaths from COVID. Okay. I don't think they were cla- all classified correctly. Yeah, probably oh, not. Sure. But let's just say they all were. Then yeah. how out of, out of that, how many? It says 760 <coughs> billion people, had, or million people had it. Okay, so then now take that number that died, divide that by 760 million, and you get your percentage. Well, it's it's still six million people. Understandable, but yeah. um, and that's not what I'm arguing. What I'm saying is, when you have people that are scared, they react, and there's a and there's some type of reaction, right? And people naturally are going to look to a savior. Mm-hmm. And what is that savior? Well, the savior, just unfortunately, in this particular example, was, you know, Big Brother, aka the government. And hey, if you do this, you do this. You stay away from each other. You get vaccinated. Uh, you're going to be fine, everybody's going to be okay, and we'll go back to normal, but we get to take away some of your freedoms, you know, and we get to manipulate you one way or another. So now you have people that go down that path. Now we look back, and as a whole, I think we could all agree, like, okay, there's a lot of lying manipulation that went on, but you still have people that are still, to this day, scared to death. And it's like, okay, so now extrapolate that same situation to 
you know, Nazi Germany or Rwanda or, you know, um, uh, the Soviet Union during, um, oh, God, I just lost it. It's just a different way to manipulate people to get power. Yeah. Well, right. And I think it could come down to something so simple as confidence and self-advocacy. So if everybody had the self-confidence to believe that they could make the best decision for themselves and their family, then it would be fine. Because you could take all the outside noise, process it, but still do your own research and make your own informed decision. Right, right. And that's okay. Yeah, and I fucking, I didn't care what they were doing as long as it was kept a choice, Yeah, right? Because... Some people didn't have a choice. Some people had to get vaccinated, like mm-hmm. through their their works, forced them to percent. do it, or and how messed they were going to be. That? Well, it's fucked up. Like right. if yeah. it was just don't a put choice, me in a box. yeah. Right. If it was just an option for us, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, right. I don't care what you do. Yeah, just let me do me. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. exactly. But once it's not an option, then it's a problem. Right, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But then again, you still have people like yelling and screaming, like, "Oh my god, you, if you're not getting vaccinated, well, you're killing the you're... Karens are going to be out there for, for sure. sure." But but people again, were saying really mean things. We were living in our Fishtown house at the time. What do you, like I I don't sit still well like I need to be outside we have a husky I was just telling you that and we would be walking around the city and when I'm outside I'm not wearing a mask I was very respectful and I would wear it inside establishments this woman told me I should have been aborted oh. like all of these great I was wow. like she almost made me cry I'm like wait I'm not gonna cry over her but that was really <laughs> not nice no <laughs> not nice at all you hurt my feelings right yeah. <laughs> well and you know and I'm not doing anything to you I am. <laughs> Literally twenty feet from you. Right, but you know something can't Dana? spit that far. I, I feel like <laughs> it's that speaks to a lot of people who, again, she's just reacting out mm-hmm. of fear, and that's her own demons that are eating her oh, up. Yeah. You just ha- you just so happen to be the object of her anger at that time, Definitely. right? But you know, I would I would argue that she probably would be the same type of person that is running around saying that we need to be kind to everybody. We oh, need yeah. to be nice to everybody. We need to be respectful and this and that and, you know, do our job and blah, blah, blah. But then she's the same person. Do that she as I say, screaming. not as I do. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so you said something very interesting about building confidence. And now as a mother, because I've contemplated this myself, if I ever became a father, how that would be a tool I would want Huge. to instill and put into my child's toolbox of life Mm -hmm. is confidence. Number one. How do you do that as a mother or as a parent in general? So obviously I'm learning as I go. We have an eight, well, she's 19 months actually, three days ago. I'm that mom right now. She's one and a half. (laughs) She's 19 months, two days. Um, Seven hours and 47 minutes. Yeah. I'm, you know, I think obviously I don't know the answers. All I can do is figure it out as I go. Yeah. But I look at her as a mini me. Uh, I like to do stuff for myself. Right. So I let her do stuff. I let her make a mess. I let her spill. I let her fall. But I tell her she's strong and beautiful. Mm. And, you know, you tell her all the niceties every single day. But I think letting her be an independent person is huge for her. And it's just like my mother-in-law had her at work the other day. She was watching her for us. And she's sending me videos. Like she's just walking around the office. Has never been there. Walking around the office with an empty, like big jug water bottle, like she owns the place, like, you know, she, you know, she's confident. Her head is held high. She smiles. She giggles. She'll talk to you, and I just hope to continue that. Just I think so. I think the number one thing is just let them be. Yeah. And then just tell them that they're amazing, and that they can, and if anybody else can, why not you? Right. That's how I look at life still. And yeah. I'm, I'm like, 
not a baby. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> and and are you still the number one saleswoman in the nation? <laughs> not in the nation, no. Not in the nation. I do pretty good. I'm okay. proud of myself. Okay, all yeah. Right. All right. This my <laughs> my dad will tell you this when I was in college, like trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life. Well, what do you like to do? I'm like, I literally will do anything. What I love are people. Mm. And whatever that looks like, however that I just want to help people and whatever that that means for me, whatever. So I'm in outside sales in the construction world. Yeah. And I freaking love it. Every day is different. I meet people from all walks of life because, you know, construction, they're coming from all over the country. I yeah. just love it. You learn, you talk and, yeah. you know. Do you feel like since you started work, well, prior to that, you you sold you sold like military contracts, right? I, I worked for a defense contractor and we specialized in crew serve weapons okay. and accessories and tactical goods. So mortars, sniper rifles. Did you ever have crew machine guns? Like any like moral qualms when you were doing that? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always wondered that. I always wanted to ask you that. No. Why? I love our military. Yeah. And appreciate them. Yeah. She's not, she wasn't selling it for like other countries. Or, no, no, or no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Iran. But, but like recognizing that, like, okay going back to like the evil people of the world mm-hmm. how we start wars all over the country all over the world n- needlessly really i mean like the iraq war was bullshit vietnam was bullshit yeah. um you know why are we in war with libya right now syria all these other countries that literally pose zero threat to us so just like sitting back like knowing like i 100% support the military but it's the People in power. Cue the fucking. That's right. The eagles coming in. <laughs> yeah. The Star Spangled Banner is playing. The fucking yeah. flag is gonna fall on Billy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm bringing the American flag in, buddy. Yeah, I'm sure you are. The um, but the leaders in power making the decisions for the unfortunate individuals that have to go fight those wars that you know slaughter millions. I felt so proud mm-hmm. to be a minuscule part of that. And that goes like so. I, like like I say about people, I like to put myself in their shoes. My dad was in the army. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people close to me were in the military. My manager is a Marine Corps, and I think about them. Like, right. and even though I live in the clouds, I'm optimistic and stuff. Doesn't mean I won't stick up for myself. Yeah. And everybody affords that right. So if I was like this little speck and like helped in that small way, that was that was cool with me. No mm. moral qualms. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, being in the construction field, you're meeting all these different people. Do you feel like you've had a much greater appreciation for the individual based off of, like, all the different walks of life that they come from? thousand percent. Yeah. And that goes even beyond just work. My my parents allowed my brother and I to start internationally traveling when we were around 12. So just being around different cultures since we were that young, your mind is inevitably very open. And expanded. I, it, my, my yeah. God, yeah, I'm not. I don't have blinders on, and I, I hope, and and I hope I show that even in work, put myself in somebody else's shoes before you react, or get upset about something. Like, why are they reacting that way? How can I make it better? Yeah. Self reflection. Man, we've talked is, about this a lot. Yeah. Like being able to do that is really difficult. Yeah. Like especially when somebody is either talking trash to mm-hmm. you or yeah. you feel offended. There's like something to be able going to s- on with them. Why are they so mad? Yeah, to be able sad. to step outside of yourself before mm-hmm. you react, though, to Definitely. do that. Because who is it eventually? It's only affecting me at that point. Yeah. If I react, now I'm getting a headache. Now my blood pressure is high. And now I'm going to think about it for the rest of the day. Why would I do that to myself? 
I don't have the mental capacity. I got 8,000 other things to do than worry about that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're not wrong. And you just wish them well. My dad has a uh, bumper sticker on the back of his pickup truck says, I hope something good happens to you today. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. You know, so even if someone's flipping you off or passing you or whatever on the road, I hope something good happens to you today. Yeah. Kill him with kindness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're right. Like, really, it's just. You're you're just the object of that person's. That's my specialty, kind of. Yeah. yeah, that is your specialty. <laughs> Are you being facetious or like legit? No, a little facetious. A little facetious, yeah. Well, I will say, I mean, I've Jeff, I've known you now. I don't know, probably four years or so, mm, roughly. Yeah, probably. Yeah, around four years. And um, I told you, man, like your your attitude has completely, since I've known you, gotten a lot better. And I think it's a lot because you've gotten healthier. The uh, yeah, but your your attitude has completely changed. I think you're a lot happier. Hmm. That's my that's my perception of you, buddy. Okay. You don't seem as uh, angry. Depra- yeah. Ten- tense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you. Jeff I'm is, never tense. Yeah, he's not very no. tense. Yeah. He's not tense. I'm never stressed out. I yeah. love that for you. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not a te- he's not a tense guy. I take shit as it comes and just whatever roll, roll with it. Yep. Yeah, but maybe it's more of your resting bitch face. I do have resting bitch face. For you do. I look angry all the time. <laughs> you do. You should you should find oh, what picture did I find of you? I was like, dude, you look like a fucking. Cra- oh, it was your Venmo picture. <laughs> 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 Which is probably twenty years old at it, this point. Yeah, he looked like he just got out of prison. <laughs> but see. send him money. Oh my god. I don't it, believe you. No, it was a Twitter picture, I think. No, that one you're photoshopped on Twitter. You look like your airbrush. No, that was the AI picture. That was AI. Uh-oh. That was a picture of me, and then AI took that picture and generated a new picture. Right, you airbrushed. That one. Yes, you look airbrushed. Well, yeah, it's, that's it's, a nice picture it's though. AI generated. Okay. Oh yeah. wow. What's your what's your thoughts of AI, Dan? I like, don't really like, know. Like, I've told you before. I'm oh, like right. tech, not yeah. tech savvy. Never did a AI a little ditty witty of my face. No, no, ditty witty, kind of sexual. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 not, you, you don't know anything about like ChatGPT or anything like that. Mm, nope. No, yeah. no. I'm only learning a little bit. You, Jeff, you know a lot about that, dude. Yeah. Did you see they just came out ChatGPT four. Well, there's there's all kinds of updates coming out. So ChatGTP, it can literally. What do you do for work? I basically sell equipment. So if you wanted, you could just go on the computer, go on chat GPT and say, all right, give me a 5,000 word description of what you do Mm -hmm. and it'll spit it out almost perfectly. Weird. Or if you had a, if you had like. Who's doing that? Everyone. (laughs) Like like content creators. Like I can go on there and be like, all right, I want to give me a 5,000, 10 minute review of the S22 Ultra and it will spit it out for me. And I could literally just go upstairs and read most of it. And you know, little mistakes here and there. Yeah. But for the most part, it's dead on. Wild. Yeah, that is kind of wild. I was just, it was just saying the other day, I was reading about it. And uh, because of all new updates that are coming out, it is increased. It is exponentially getting better and better and better. And I don't necessarily think that's a good thing. I do, though, if it's used correctly. I mean, people are going to use it, of course, wrong. That's the problem. But you can make, especially now, this is like the dot-com era or when the Internet first. This is just starting. So this, if you can catch the wave and ride the wave and learn a little bit about it, you can make a shitload of money. There are so many ways to make money using chat G or just AI in general. Right. The scary part is that you know that there are going to be nefarious individuals. There that, always are. Right. It's, it's and so then at what point do that, like, does it get so good that there's nefarious individuals? It's funny that you always mention that. What's that? That there's always going to be the nefarious people. For sure. Because, because I'm always saying that people are evil. 
No, no, no. The minority is evil. Yes, I know. And that minority ultimately will try to find a way but the minority to control the majority. Is a lot of people. For sure. We were living in a world mm. of eight billion people. Yeah, it's probably about two, three billion. But guess that's that's a that's about a th- almost a third. I know what it is. All it's right. still a minority. It just, you're right. It is a minority. But even still, like even if it was that much mm-hmm. that was evil, mm-hmm. that's still the minority that I guess it's nominal compared to the majority, right? But you have this minority. No, but, but it's not true. That's not true because you have people on the one side and then mm-hmm. you have people on the other side and then you have a shitload of people in the middle that don't care either way and don't want to get involved. So it's not just two sides. There's more than two sides. For sure, I think. Um, but ultimately, those evil people, I think a lot of evil people like to have power. That's what it seems like to me. Because usually they have some sort of narcissism. Yep. Right, right. They're right. So now, and then ultimately, these people are in power. You know, these people are leaders of government. These people are leaders of organizations. And now you have a computer system in a way that can be weaponized. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It can. Right. And it's just going to get more intense. That's the scary part, right? I think that's very scary. We've talked. We had a whole episode on this. It's coming. Like, all right, the wave. The wave it's is coming. It's it's it's, it's here already. It started, yeah. and it's just going to get worse or better for some people. Dana, as a mom, with all these advancements in technology, how does that make you feel? I think about the even just the phone all the time. I want to go as long as possible mm-hmm. without her having one. I, we, she doesn't have like an iPad thingy, like none of that stuff. No. You know, we like to be outside. But, I mean, it's inevitable, right? She's going to have to have one. I, I also She's going to want one. She's going to want one. Yeah. I'm going to want her to have a phone when she goes to school now uh, to be able to call mom, dad, 911, mom, mom, pop, whatever. Um, but I'm going to be real freaking annoying and strict, and there's going to be, I don't know, there's going to be a lot of settings involved. Yeah. She doesn't need all the social media. Sorry. It's not going to make you unpopular. You don't need to talk to your friends 24/7 365. Get over it. Go outside. Hmm. Yeah. Learn to speak. That's the problem with kids today. I can't it's all texting. Stand it. Yeah. You're going to look me in the eye and we're going to have a conversation and you're going to be able to do that with other right. adults and I got people I got like, people that work for me. Oh my <laughs> it's it's concerning, right? And I'm not even I'm. It is the most 30s. frustrating thing. I'm like, can you like what? Are you I doing? literally want to smack and uh, one kid in general. And you, I don't think you ever met him. No, nah, because you only knew Jake. Yeah, but the one that replaced Jake. Oh my fucking god! He and he shuts down. Like if I call him out on it, he doesn't have the confidence to like just talk and have a conversation confidence. about it. Like yeah. he just shuts. He it. shuts down. Yeah, instantly. Like you're, it's like a, a security thing. I don't know. It's so yeah. No, no. So I'm gonna limit technology. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I want her to have a good life and know that you don't need that crutch. Right. To be able to communicate with people. Yeah, and it, well, you and you just said it right there. It is a crutch for a lot of people. It's like a safety. They don't realize it though. They don't realize it. You're right. Yeah, it's not a crutch to them. To them, it's a lifeline. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? Do you think they don't realize it, or do you think deep down inside, like they know? People mm, know. I don't think they. I don't think a lot of people care. I to think be the younger generation doesn't know anything. different. It's normal to mm. them. Yeah. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. They That's don't know anything point. else, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, the phones didn't even exist when I was growing up. No, computers right. didn't exist when I was in school. When did you When did you get your first phone? 
You had to be in your 30s, dude. The iPhone 3? What, were you 38? Um, I mean, I had phones before the iPhone, actually. So maybe, no, I was probably, shit. iPhone is what? I don't even know how old it is. I got iPhone 14 now, so 14 years. Maybe 15 years. So maybe 16 years ago, I got my first phone. Okay. Yeah, so you're, you're in your late 30s. Mid to late 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, that, and that's just crazy how... F- so, right, so this generation of kids knew no different. Mm-hmm. And it is used almost as a, a crutch safety blanket to where it's easy to hide behind a screen. You know, it's easy to get your thoughts and feelings out there when you have, you know, an infinite amount of time to text it. And nobody yep. knows who you are. Exactly. Right, yeah. right. You exactly. don't have to stand behind what you're saying. Like, but even in the working point. world, when you get like, a, like, I'll get sassy emails from somebody. Okay. I'm it's not a, responding. It's just I'm a keyboard. Yeah, it's a keyboard Or warrior. tomorrow morning, I will come see you. Yeah. Will you say those things to me over the phone? Right. Or to my face? Absolutely not. They won't. Nice as pie. They won't. <laughs> it's right. like you said, hiding behind a screen. Like right. you get these little keyboard muscles or whatever. Yeah, they're keyboard warriors. Because yeah. you need to speak to humans and look people and, you know, it's, yeah. it's wild. They don't know how to do it. Mm-mm. So now do you think, like, is there still flip phones? My dad has a flip phone. No, oh, there, oh, okay. There oh, yeah. are, oh, so maybe, refuses to get anything else. Maybe, but that, there are new flip phones that actually look like that. Oh, okay. oh no, my dad's is uh, like I think his battery. No, he had school. to get a new case. My mom and I had to like search eBay and like Amazon. <laughs> like we couldn't find one. Go to a store. The guy's like, "What the hell is that thing?" Yeah, like hell <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say maybe maybe uh, maybe your daughter would would get a phone like that. Get her next. Yeah, time. that our first first phones that we got because my dad you know had his own trucking company. Was Nextel. Yes. That's what so I told you we're getting. They're like, the bricks, they were like, beep, beep. Yeah. And then you'd automatically like hear your dad's voice from yes, your pocket. That's what I want to get for him. So when he's walking in Home Depot, I could fuck with him. Yeah. yeah he, say he, weird stuff. Yeah. yeah he wants to say horrible stuff. things. I yeah. do. I yeah. really would. Too. Where's the Vagisil? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get some Nextels. Yeah. Well, no. We're not. I'm not getting Nextel. <laughs> Nextels, I don't even think you can hook them up anymore, honestly. Probably not. I think. Sprint, maybe. Sprint were, still sells them, actually. Sprint, do they? they sell them, but they look like a. Like an advanced flip phone. I mean, they were effective. Like when you think when I go on construction sites and stuff, like they would be totally legit. They're great for work. When my dad, when he was yeah. driving a truck, all that, like beep beep, like you don't have to look, you know, just hit the thing you do. Yeah. They're great. Yeah, they were oh, well. anyway. Yeah, they were kind of cool. No, we're advanced. Anyways, yeah, a little, we are little, too advanced. Yeah, we moved on for from the chirp that. chirp. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Chirp chirp. chirp. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Beep, that. Beep. I had a yellow and black one. I'll never forget. I I smashed that thing against my steering wheel. I was driving down fifty five. No, well, I thought I mean, nothing. Uh, they were built like they tanks. Were they like, were. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I, yeah. That's why I slammed it five times against my steering wheel because it dropped a call. It kept dropping calls, mm. so I got real pissed off. Way to control I your freaking, anger. Yeah, I did not control my anger <laughs> yeah, that day. Right. I freaking yeah. smashed that, and I, I literally, I flipped, destroyed. I destroyed it. Yeah, like, you know, stupid ass. So long, phone. That's that was one of the things that, uh, you know, again being able to. Respond, not react. Right, because then it only pissed you off more. Because now you gotta get right, a freaking phone. Right, get a new phone. Yeah. stupid ass. But um, so Dana, where do you where do you think like that positive mentality? Do you think that was cultivated in you as a child, or do you think this is more innate in you? I think it's uh, I think it's both. I think it's innate. A lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even when like you go through like baby photos, like my mom and dad. You know, they have a bajillion. I've just always been uh, an over affectionate person. Like, there's pictures of my brother and I. I'm just squeezing him, you know, big <laughs> smile, trying to hug on him. And he's just like, you know, he just doesn't want, you know, I've just been overly affectionate, <laughs> I think, from the jump. But I think 
you know, my parents definitely instilled confidence in me. Um, that's how I got the, I can do anything mentality. Like if you can do it, why can't I? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just meeting a ton of people and never wanting to hurt someone's feelings. You know, I think, I don't know. I think it's both innate and a learned thing. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, you know, it's funny. My, uh, my mom always would make fun of me because I always feel like I'm very positive and very happy. You are. I appreciate that. You are. I, yeah. You are. Thanks. It's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, David. I, lo- I love it for my, my soul sister, Skylar, too. Th- thank you. That's right. That's yes. my, that is my princess. Yes. His princess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, she. Um, when I, is she coming on, by the way? I try to get her on today. I said, yeah. Dana's coming. Oh, She's like, oh, I know. I know. I wish she would have came on today. Um, she'll come on. She said, once we have a million. Uh, Million, million. Yeah, uh, it might be another might year. Be, or yeah, two. it might be a little, little yeah. while, a little while. But um, <laughs> we um, my, yeah, my mom would always say like I live in my own little world. Mm-hmm. That's what my dad always said. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I I remember as a child like always viewing the world like oh man, this is you know what at the end of the day, like this there's a choice that we can all make. We can view everything as negative, or we can view it as positive. Right. And I was like, oh, I want to choose to view things as positive. I want to view other people as being good, not being bad. Um, view the world as being good, not being bad. Um, and then I think, you know, as I got older too, and especially traveling a lot more, you know, experiencing mm-hmm. other cultures and even other parts of our own country, it's like, oh man, we live in a freaking great, yes. great world, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. And there's a lot of great people in this world, a lot of interesting people in this world. And it made me just appreciate others and, um, yeah, I I think it's a lot better to live life that way. Absolutely. Because we could all look at the negative aspects of our life and dwell on those negative aspects, and then that takes you down It'll a very kill dark... kill you. Yeah, it takes you down a dark path. Being negative brings on stress, and it literally will kill you. Yeah. Abs- oh, 100%. It's, so it's a choice. And that's why I say you got to get more lights in this place, dude. It's, no, like, I know. it's like coming here Seduction in the Seduction lighting. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows what it is. Setting the vibe. That's right. It's all okay, about the mood. It's like a freaking <laughs> mood lighting, all right? Like a back This cake. changes colors, too, whatever Whoa. I want. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> so you fancy. know. All right? That one, too, in the corner. Let me tell you something. Next time I walk in, if this thing is like, you know, a, a, a weird. Red? Yeah, red or blue. I'll know. Like, red hey, light district. Protect hey. yourself. I'm like, hey, man. Protect I think, yourself. I think I'm just going to turn around and walk right back. You probably should. Wrong time. Wrong time. You probably should just get the door. <laughs> um, you know, another thing too, Dana, you've always, ever since I've known you, you've always been in, in fantastic shape. Thank you know, obviously trying. you, you own a CrossFit gym. I was, um, yeah, 50% over owner of a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Now what, when you, I think you might've just, yeah, you did. You just bought that when I first started coming into yep. the picture. Yeah. So we cl- were finishing it up. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were painting. I think Scott yeah. came over to help paint. And um, what was that experience like for you being being the owner or part owner of the gym and then trying to balance. Did you still enjoy exercise as much? Okay. That was a huge part. So, you know, you're a business owner, right? You know, it's a business one. Um, but I was also working full time still too. Right. So, you know, you need to have money to pay bills. Um, but it came for me, the joy came from the people, mm-hmm. right? I, I understood that I was, I think fitness and health can change the world. And if I can make a small impact with like a small group of people yeah. locally or whatever, that means the world to me. And so when you, CrossFit is an amazing 
fitness avenue and it opens the door for a lot of people. Uh, and that, that I love, I love CrossFit for that, but inevitably as a coach, you're essentially uh, a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So you get to know 200 people on a very personal level. Right. So you're, um, you're available all the time, you know, and you're, and for me being an empathetic person, I take on all of that. So it was very heavy for me. It was very draining. Mm-hmm. I was coaching 21 hours a week, uh, you know, on cleaning and still working full time. And it was just, it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. And, th- and that doesn't include, working out for myself. Right. So you still have to carve out that hour for yourself, but there's only so many hours in a day. For sure. So I definitely lost the love for myself for fitness in that time period, but I would never change it. Yeah. I met so many people and amazing people that I still keep in touch with. And I definitely don't regret it, but it, it was healthier for me to step back from that. And I could not be happier with where my life is at right now, with what I'm currently doing in regards to teaching. Um, as I f- like, I found love for fitness for myself again. Right. You know, and I, I love it. I could work. I work out in the kitchen with my baby eating eggs. I got fucking yogurt on my shirt. And I'm doing pull ups <laughs> on the bathroom door. Like <laughs> she, they literally um, have a freaking pull up bar in the in the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> get nice. it. Nice. Get it in where you can yeah, fit it in. Right. It. Every time and you I walk through the it. door, you should do at least yeah. ten. Yeah. Get up, slacker. <laughs> no, it's just, and I love it. I don't even have to have music on. Like I, it's perfect. And for me, so now I'm teaching hot hit, high intensity interval training at Tribe Hot Yoga, which is in Mantua. My girlfriend, Melissa, owns it. And I couldn't be happier. So I get to write the programming, the playlists, and I'm working out at the same time. Yeah. So I'm filling my cup in regards to help. I feel like I do help people, which is an amazing feeling for me. That's what I want to do. I feel like I was put on this earth to help in a little bit of way. I make people feel stronger and more confident i really think that's one of the, the reasons why i'm here so if i can do that three times a week for an hour like yes ask sal when i get home i'm just like i'm i'm on top of the moon like yeah. i can't stop talking like i'm i'm so excited for what just happened Aww. you know oh you should have saw like their squat form is getting so much better their push-ups they're getting stronger Aww. they're proud of themselves like brush your shirt off girl like you did awesome yeah you know i love that building people up did you ever think about going into like education, like being a teacher? I have been, it has never crossed my mind, but it's funny you say that because um, there's a few women that come into my classes on Saturday mornings. They drive like 45 minutes to come to class at 7.30 a.m. on a Saturday. And we were talking about something and they were like, wait, because they saw my work truck. And I was like, that's my truck. They're like, I thought you were a teacher. I'm like, nope. <laughs> like they just thought it was a teacher naturally, which is, which is a compliment. I appreciate that. That means hopefully I'm speaking well in front of a group. Yeah. You know, um, but no, I've never even thought about it. Yeah, because you have, like, think of, I don't know, I don't know if you you both have ever had anybody in your life, whether a teacher or friend, that just had this presence about them. They were maybe a physical specimen, plus they spoke really well, super positive, all this sort of stuff, and just like, they just fucking hit you right in the chest yeah. and really resonated with you. For sure. And I feel like like you're that type of person. Like that's so amazing. You're a you know you're a physical specimen. You talk really well. You're a beautiful woman. You're you know when to be intense. Know when to be compassionate. Like 
That's so nice. Yeah, Billy. I, I mean, you. you never thought about being a teacher? I never did. Huh. <laughs> I think just I think like coaching and teaching in regards to like yeah. the gym and the studio, but never kids for sure. I've never thought about it. Yeah, I think yeah, homeschooling might it, be an option though. Well, that mm-hmm. actually, Scott and I actually were talking like, hey, if we ever had kids, we might have to homeschool. Yeah, to be honest with you, what, what'd you when you were a kid, what'd you want to be, dude? When you fireman, a fireman? Why yeah. a fireman? I like the trucks and the fire. There you go. All right. Yeah. How come you never pursued it? Um, it was much harder back then. And then, uh, you know, as a teenager and, and growing up, you know, I was into playing basketball, smoking weed and, and looking for girls. Yeah. Like typical, you, typical. Yeah. Too. I yeah. hated school and, and <laughs> why I, I don't think I really ever tried to pursue it. Yeah. Do you ever yeah. look back and regret that? Um, no, but if I can do it all over again, I would have joined the air force right out of, uh, Oh well. Okay. Right. I mean, when I came of age, I would have been right into the Air Force. Now, why? Why would you go in the military? I want to fly, uh, fly jets. Really? How tall yeah. are you? Six foot. Uh, that might be pickle. How tall are they? They usually have like. I think there's a height requirement. Yeah. Is but there? I think six foot might be good. I'm not yeah. Sure. yeah, I don't know, but I think there is a height requirement. Tom I mean, Cruise flies jets. He's well, he, five seven. Oh, he's, he's, he's yeah. a tiny man. He's still a pilot though. He knows oh, how to fly. Listen, he's yeah. legit. I'm yeah. not, I'll never knock Tom Cruise. You can fly. You can fly today. Let's start learning. Oh, you know what? I had um. Actually, I had a student who uh, is getting his pilot, pilot license. It's amazing. Yeah, I was, thought it was pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, Two of Sal's uncles have their license. They, oh, really? Yeah. Are they like commercial pilots or uh, just I mean, like... There's one uncle that li- lives full-time down in Florida. He definitely does. Okay. Um, and I think his other uncle is like for funsies. Oh, nice. At some point, I wanted to learn how to fly a chopper, too. That's the, his one uncle chopper was does cool. a chopper. Chopper would have been cool. For like Bermuda and stuff from South Florida. Yeah, that would be yeah. cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. You should pursue that, buddy. Mm. I got other goals right I now. I know, I know you do. It's Mo- right. Them goals are, the yeah, yeah, yeah. I got other goals that are more yeah. important. It's it's interesting how like in life you're you're going down a path, and then all of a sudden, you know, something happens or different situation, and all of a sudden you're just diverted yeah. off the path, and you're going somewhere. Yeah, or, or you just find you gotta roll with the punches. Yeah, or, like, or you, you open a new door, and that's the direction you want to go now. Yeah, you the can still. Yeah. amazing. You can still want to do those other things, but. It's not your not focus. The time. Yeah. 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 Our focus has to be on moving forward, not yeah. sideways right now. Yeah, but sometimes that, that diversion of a path, like Oh, I have enough diversion. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. You do, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> like like me. We had enough uh, hobbies. Yeah, I got enough diversion. Yeah. I got enough hobbies. <laughs> yeah, if you could do if you go back and do it all over again, would you do anything different? No. No. No, I love my life. And when you do look at stuff, it brings you exactly to where you're supposed to be. So I had the CrossFit gym. I was I left my old job because I needed a change. And I was taking like a few months hiatus. I was stretching in the gym. Back door was open. I saw the company who I now work for. I was like, oh, what the fuck they do? (laughs) 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 Hopped on on a website, did some research. There was like a chick like down in like Houston on some big refinery with a hard hat on. I'm like, bitch, you're tough. (laughs) Like, that's awesome. (laughs) Applied, had a job within the next week and a half. Nice. And that's how I met my husband. Yeah. So through that job. So everything falls into place as it should, if you can look at it that way. Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Like, Why, do you have regrets? No, I mean, you know what I think that maybe regrets the most is, but I didn't know any better, right? Like now that I'm older, your mind is, you know, my mind is open a lot more than what it was when I was 15 years old or 16 years old. Um, you know, growing up, one of the things that I was told constantly was, you know, 
it was just constant hard work. You know, work hard, work hard. Mm -hmm. My dad, I never forget. Like one of the biggest things that my parents have instilled in me is a work ethic. Perfect. It is perfect. It's a great tool to have, right? Um, but the the path that was set was essentially okay. You got to physically work. Well, physically work. You're going to work hard in school because my dad's a truck driver, and he's like, you don't want to freaking drive truck the rest of your life, dude. Because I knew how much my dad worked. I mean, my dad still to this day at 67 years old still works, you know, freaking 80 hours a week. Not exaggerating, at least five, six, sometimes seven days a week. Gets up at midnight, doesn't get home to four, five, six o'clock that day. working, wow. And he's done that for over 45 years. He's like, you don't want to do that the rest of your life. You're going to go to college. So my parents really pushed me for college. So, okay, so here's, we don't have a lot of money. Um, you're going to have to try to get a scholarship. So you're going to do very well in school. I did very well in school, and I did very well in sports. And I was very fortunate. So at the time, I'm very focused on just being the best I can in athletics, and that meant training all year round in the gym, practices, whether I was in season or out of season, didn't matter, um, and then performing in school. And I graduated top 8% of my class, um, and I wound up getting a full ride to college. So then at that point, again, it's still like, okay, well, now I achieved that goal. Now it's, you got to get a good job because that was, that was what was instilled. Like, hey, you want to get a good job with good benefits and a decent salary. All right, that was it. The American dream. The American yeah. dream. And then, so I achieved all that, right? I achieved it all at a very young age. And I'll never forget, at 25 years old, I'm like, this is it? Yeah. I'm like, this, this is it? Now, right now what? Like, I'm working a full-time job, a part-time job. I'm coaching full-time as well, and I feel like I can barely get by. And I'm not fulfilled. Mm -hmm. By no means am I fulfilled. Nobody said work was going to fulfill you. Well, that was the other part, too, right? Like, It shouldn't. Hopefully, it doesn't. Right. What's that? Fulfill work. you. Well, But what if your work does fulfill you? That's a bonus. That yeah, is. Well, that is a bonus, right, a but bonus. you should still... It should, I, I believe it should still take more to fulfill you. Well, then I, just work. No, I I agree. I'm not I'm not saying you can love your job, but I still I'm still gonna want something else. Right. Well, I think that's part of the human nature. It's never we're never satisfied. That's a problem. Right. Yeah. It is a problem yeah. to some degree, right? But I guess for me, like looking back, I don't regret anything, but I wish I would have realized at a younger age that there's other paths that I can take yeah. to, you know, I don't know, maybe go explore the world more. You know? I just was talking about this the other day. I was talking to somebody from another country. Where the heck was I? Anywho, um, because I've been like I traveled or whatever from twelve, and then I went to I did a bunch of stuff. Anyway, um, another story, another time. But we're like the only country that goes to university directly from high school. Yeah. All the other countries, they like some countries do require like the men to go into the military for a year and then figure it out from there some uh, make other, women do it too exactly yeah. yeah like cyprus i think does that israel does it yeah, yeah. and then travel yeah backpack travel is a, a big one two. yeah mm -hmm. travel figure it out because what do we do like you go into i don't know what the fuck i want to do at 18 get out of here nobody yeah. does i went into college a double major in international relations and french i was going to save the world <laughs> you double okay. majored in french yeah well that's what boy i at the time, I was pretty good. At, I I tested out of French one and two and went into French three, and Damn. 
But then you get into the poli sci. I'm like, I hate fucking political science. This sucks. <laughs> I was like, because I had no idea what it was right. at 18. You yeah. kidding? Right. Yeah. So I was like, well, what do I do? So that's what happens to so many people. They get into these things and they're like, this isn't what I want to do. And then they're in college well, for this, what, six years? We talked about this. Yes. Like I, one of the reasons I hated school and college in general is if I wanted, if I chose a direction in life and I wanted to take and go take classes and go to school for that. I have to take for two years stupid dumb shit. Yeah, that algebra one hundred one. Wh- why do I have yeah. to take that? Yeah, like creative writing. Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, like right. I don't need to take it. And That's why you're paying a lot exactly. of money yeah. to take those bullshit. I should classes. be able to just choose what classes I want, mm-hmm. and if there's you know classes I need to take before that to get me into that class, that's fine. But don't give me some dumb right. shit that is yeah. nothing to do with why I want to go to school. I totally and agree. And that's why I did one semester, and I was I was like, fuck this, I don't need this, this shit. So I'm done. Stupid. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's what well, we talked about. Uh, we had Russ on, and we talked about that whole thing. I mean, yeah. you're right. Like, right at 18 years old, I what do you know? You know nobody I'm has a I'm going to school to party and get an A. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and that's and and you're choosing a path based off of what experience? No, no experience. Zilch. Uh, bartending and waiting tables. Right. So <laughs> you're guessing. You're, People. Right. Yeah. yeah you're, you're guessing. guessing. But to be going back to your point, you know, imagine we did require in this country mandatory just a mandatory military or community service for two years let's say and psychedelic use and psychedelic use that's if you want to go into leadership roles oh. <laughs> now we're talking right. well we well, I'll, I'll digress in a second but imagine the amount of people who probably wouldn't go to college who realize like oh my god i like this path so much better mm-hmm. than going to college or, you know what, I like the military. You know, I want, I want to stay in the military. Yeah, college isn't necessary. It's not necessary, no. but no, golly, damn, we, we, yep. we force it mm-hmm. down young people's throats. And now what are they saying so much that we need people in the trades? Oh, yeah. Specialists, yeah, yeah, yeah. you right. know? Oh, yeah. But I guess the pendulum constantly mm-hmm. swings. Like, there was a period, like, when our parents were, were coming up, if you had a college degree, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, damn, you were... You were gonna you were gonna make some money, you know, and then all, now now a freaking bachelor's degree is like a high school uh, diploma. It's kind of two hundred thousand dollars. It, it, it almost right, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And then you know, based off of that amount of money that you're strapped with now at twenty one years old, coming out of college, twenty two well, years now old. Now you have to work. Well, now that's now the plan. Now, now like you're almost to get in, you locked in. It's like indentured yeah. servitude. Yeah, you're to, locked to, you to have big, to pay to off that, that giant bill now. Mm-hmm. You're damn right. And who holds that bill? Government. Damn right. That's such bullshit. You know, it's such bullshit. And then you're going to come out of college. Next week, I'm going to have a button. And I'm just going to push it, and the Eagles are going to screech, <laughs> and the fucking Star Spangled Banner is going to play. And, but I'm a, I'm very anti-government. That's the thing. I'm pro-America, very anti-government. Ameri- there's no A. I'm not. I don't know if I'm one of there's those guys. America. America, baby. America. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck America. yeah. But I, you know, greatest I, movie ever. That is great. It's <laughs> a hilarious movie. Oh, those guys are hilarious. Yeah. South Park is the best freaking <laughs> show ever. Um, you know, but like, I, I think that could really change a lot of young people's paths and give them experience of life, right? That yep. I mean, what are you what are you lacking when you're young? You're lacking experience. Mm-hmm. Well, how, what, what's a good way to do that? Well, up to the parents, I think a little, like a lot of absolutely. it. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and I'm so thankful to my parents for that. They open. Eight billion doors for me. Right. When it came to sports, yeah. You know, I, I played on a ton of sports teams, and they they didn't care where the team was. If I made the team, it was the best team. They will drive. They will take me. We'll go on 
you know, we'll go to Florida, we'll go to Ohio, we'll go wherever we need to go. Yeah. If that's what you, you want to do. Right. If you show that you're working hard and you have a positive attitude that my dad was huge with that. Don't ever throw your glove. Don't overthrow your bat. If you do, you're ass behind the dugout getting reamed, you know? So that <laughs> right. was a big thing. Yeah. Like you, you act right yeah. with a good attitude and you can get what you want. You got some good parents. Yeah. They're amazing. Yeah. Touche. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I have, yeah, big shoes to fill. Yeah. Well, sure. that's, it, you, but you know, what, what a blessing because you have people, immediate people in your life to look up to. Mm -hmm. And know. the same with, with my in-laws too. Incredible. I really lucked out all around. Yeah. So I can't say that I'm not lucky. Yeah. For well, sure. you know, hey, ultimately the path led you here. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, thank God. Yeah. But a lot of those choices, they were your choices as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you could easily choose a different path. Definitely. You know, th that just made me think, do you ever see uh, the YouTube channel Soft White Underbelly? No, but sounds. Mm -hmm. we, I th we never talked about this, dude. Never said anything. Okay. I'd highly encourage anybody who haven't um, seen this YouTube channel. Really, really good. It's called Soft White Underbelly. And basically, I forget what the guy's name is, but he interviews like the, you know, what we would deem as like you know, the dredges of society, so to speak. So he interviews people on Skid Row all the time. So they're drug addicts, prostitutes. Everyone's got a story. And that's just mm -hmm. it. And he lets them share their story. And after watching several of them, I'm like, damn. You sad. For I, sure. That could have been me. Easily. One he, decision. One decision. Mm -hmm. That was me. And I, I had it made me have so much compassion yeah. for other people and maybe look at all people from all different walks of life. Like you're just a person, just like I'm a person trying to get through the world and we can easily make the wrong decision. And oftentimes innocently mm -hmm. that leads us down this completely different path and just it can fuck our lives up Definitely. You know, for eternity. But we all are the same, like you said, but and we all make mistakes and just different types of mistakes. For sure. You know, for sure. But then I think also there has to be a point where, I mean, I, I don't know. There was I was watching this. It fucking broke my heart. This one woman, she was a prostitute. She was all messed up on heroin. She had two kids. Her her mom sold her as a prostitute at 16 years old and got her hooked on heroin at 16. She had no chance. No chance. No chance in hell. And that fucking broke And I realized, like, does, does that woman even have a choice? I mean, at this point, like... She doesn't know any other path, right? And I'm like, man, that, that just shows, like, the importance of, I think, one, good parenting um, and having good, even if it's not your, your, your biological parents, just having some type of good influence in your life, role models in your to life. To tell you you're worth something. Exactly. Yeah. This goes back to the evil, too. For sure, man. And I was like, evil, not just war. Like, it's decisions like that. Yeah. yeah. Or, and then you could, if you want to go, like, and then you don't know the mom's story. It happened that's to her it. too. Like right. it's like you right. know. Right. That's just it. You know. But I also think like it's important to reflect upon, you know, not yourself as an individual, right? Recognize your demons, where they stem from, and I think this could also breed more compassion for other people because, like maybe your parents, for example. Like I was thinking about my parents this past year. I mean, I think about them every day. But looking at my childhood, and it wasn't, you know, I would argue looking back, I had a great childhood. There, at the time, there were definitely a lot of bad things that had happened throughout my childhood. But I, I was loved. A lot of it was tough love, mm -hmm. but I was loved no matter what from many different people. My point is, 
I was reflecting this past year on my parents and who they are now as people and who they were at the time and also understanding how they grew up. Mm-hmm. And I realized like, oh shit, like you have these demons that you never dealt with when I was a kid and those demons came back to haunt you and then it manifested into turmoil in the relationship mm-hmm. and you're still working on getting over that bullshit even now as older adults. Yeah, because think about like our parents, all, well, everyone has their own story, but also like our parents had us when they were younger too. Yeah. You know, so they didn't get like, like I had the chance, like I had my first kid when I was in my 30s, you know, so I, I was an established You got adult. to live life a little yeah. more. Right? Yeah. Right. And I think now that, you know, I have a baby I also, like you said, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. I think about my parents all the time. I'm like, wow, you guys fucking rocked it. <laughs> like, mom, you were like in your early 20s. Dad, they're 10 years apart. And I'm like, you didn't have any money. Like, you just moved to Jersey from Philly. Like, we're PA. They're in Broomall or Upper Darby, really. And I'm like, and you just respect. Yeah. Like, like you said, think about their story. It's not always about me, 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 like, oh, my, my story. No, well, everybody has their own. Yeah. So, and I think that's huge thing to, for, about your parents too. The, and it's respectful yeah. to think about their side. Yeah, because, you know, I guess like I, I see a lot of people, you know, we all have demons to some degree or another, you know, but there's a lot of blame that's placed. Like, it's oh, it's, it's because their fault. Self-reflection is, mm, right. that's what you need to do. Yeah. How do you think, you, Jeff, how do you think you cultivate, because you've talked about that a lot, you know, that being able to step outside yourself. How do you think you, you, you can cultivate that in a person? Like teach someone? Yeah. Do you think you can cultivate that, or do you think that's innate? I think part of it is innate. I think part of it you're, you either can or you can't. It's not something that you could teach all the time. Some people that are smart enough to be able to look outside of the box and definitely you're not going to teach it to a narcissist. Yeah, well, that's true. They're not going to care. They don't give a shit. But somebody that can just stop, take a fucking minute to chill, and then just think about what's going on, they could be taught what they should do. Whether they can do it or not is a whole different thing. You could tell them, and I don't think it's something that is teachable. Yeah, I think either, like, there's so many times where I'm like, well, I, how could I have made that situation differently? Whether it was me reacting or not, like, or how could I have dissipated that? How could I, like, people need to use that word a little bit more and take responsibility for situations. They don't. They'll blame it on somebody yeah. else yeah. for their actions. Yeah. Well, it's easy to blame bad things or, you know, it's easy to blame others, essentially, for one's own shortcomings. But the reality is, I guess, you know, external circumstances do play some type of role to the individual. But I think if you take the mentality of, like, everything is my fault. That's what I always try to think. Like, everything is my fault. And, yes, I might be exaggerating that point, but I think when you think about it that way, now you have the power. If I blame other people for my shortcomings, I give them the power. Mm -hmm. And I take power, and now I'm the victim. They have all the power. And most people, I would argue, want some type of control of their life yeah. and to have some power of their Not life. Not a fan of the victim mentality. Neither mm-hmm. am I. And no. I think when you blame, you give the other person or whoever the power. But when you take ownership for oneself, that now you 
capture that power back, and now you're in control. And a lot of times that will also um, like make the situation just chill the fuck out. Like it'll fizzle. Yeah. Especially if if tempers are involved or you're thinking irrationally. Like if you take responsibility for it, even if you're just doing it to be the bigger person, like it's gonna chill out a little bit. One hundred percent. Because you're not blaming them. That's a great point, right? Like I. That's the, that goes back to iMessages, right? In relationships, use iMessages when you're having a conflict with somebody. And I've actually used this tool quite a bit with many people in my life. But, you know, there's a tense situation. And let's say, you know, Dana, you and I are having a, um, a disagreement on something that's getting heated. So rather than me saying you, now I say I, followed by some type of feeling. Like mm-hmm. I feel upset. I literally thought you were talking about like me an too, like a text. on an iPhone. Yeah, no, yeah. No, no, like you, like you and Skylar are going to be on opposite ends of the room like, texting each really? other. Yeah. Like, no, 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 you no, motherfucker. No. Like, <laughs> Staring at each other. How fucking dare you? No, 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 no. The little, like literally verbal communication. Using the word I. Using the word, yeah. word I, followed by some type of emotion. So I feel, you know, upset when this keeps getting brought up and, you know, how can we work you know work through this because when you use the other terms it becomes accusatory exactly. and then people become defensive yes and then nothing gets resolved but that's no. that still takes the ability to search and look outside yourself mm-hmm. like n- that's just a tool you're using after you do that mm. right you still have to stop take a chill pill and fucking look outside of yourself right and understand all right this is what i need to do and then you can do yeah. you know play on your iphone and you could do that yeah Yeah. right and it is a hard thing to do especially when emotion is involved when you're emotional about something and you let those emotions control you it is easy now to attack somebody yeah you know and especially if you feel you're being wronged like it's easy to step outside and chill if you know you're not in the wrong easier for sure i would agree with that but once you feel like somebody like say you and I were arguing and I know you fucked up and you just yeah. don't see it, mm-hmm. but you're blaming me. Like it's easy for me to get pissed off. Be like, come yeah. on, stop being a fucking yeah. idiot. Like, yeah. And that's just going to go back and forth. Yeah. Right. But, but like you said, like being the bigger person, just saying, okay, you're right. This isn't worth fighting over. I take the blame. Is anything worth fighting over? Not no. really. I mean, some things are, but not a lot. Now that's the problem with the ego, right? Ego gets in the way. That's where communication tools come in. For sure. And that's why I go, you know, iMessages. That's a communication tool. <laughs> iMessages. <Yes>. iMessages. <laughs> I'm telling you, use it next time, buddy. Next time you're having a disagreement with me, use I'll iMessage. pull my phone right out. And I'll just <laughs> sit, I'll sit on the other couch and be like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. It's, um, that's, I don't know. It's a tough thing. But, it, you know, cultivating that in an individual, being able to look outside yourself, being able to control your ego, being able to harness that emotion in you and not let it get the best of you it is a real skill um and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work and then speaking of tools breathing i think so many people just don't know how to breathe correctly Mm. and especially when you're in a heated moment just calming yourself down yeah with your breath is one of the easiest things you could do and people just don't know how to do it do you think they don't know how to do it or just in the moment because they're so emotional, they're not thinking clearly? I think they don't know the direct correlation of our breath to our central nervous system. Well, if they're not exercising, they're not going to know that shit. Yeah. Like if I'm here to tell everybody that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your breath is a direct link to your central nervous system and can immediately calm you down. Anybody's familiar with CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, 
that's one of the first things they would teach you. Mm. you know, I like I minored in psychology too. I loved it, but I, I, I would have minored, I majored, but I didn't want to get my PsyD. Anyway, CBT, teach you the box breathing. So even if, if you're anxious or you're mad or you think you're going to cry in the middle of like a, a presentation or whatever, just box breathe. Breathe in your nose for three seconds, hold it for three, out for three. Continue that and immediately you yeah. will calm down. <coughs> so to be able to do that or just implement small tools so you don't right. get over yeah. excited. So I guess and you might be able to speak to this, Dana. So you know, when you're emotional about something or you're heated about something, your sympathetic nervous system is kicked on, which for, you know, for people that don't know, your sympathetic nervous system is, you can kind of think of it like the fight or fight flight or fight. part yeah. of your nervous system where you have adrenaline hormones that are released, epinephrine, norepinephrine, uh, heart rate increases, heart contractility increases, you know, you're basically getting ready for a yeah, fucking stressful Yeah, you want to harness that one for when you need it. When you need it, right. <laughs> but most people are operating in that, yeah, that aspect of the nervous the system. And with the box breathing, it kind of brings you from Homeostasis. Back to that, that, yeah. that balance, right? And really back from your sympathetic nervous system back to the parasympathetic mm -hmm. side of the nervous system. And, you know, I think a lot of people that are listening thinking, like, shut the fuck up. Like... This, this I'll go shit. down real nerdy hole real yeah, quick. Listen, but it, but it, it you know it is a God's honest truth, and I think a lot of people aren't really into maybe health and wellness. Um, and I'm telling you, like when you do harness these tools and you utilize these tools on a regular basis, man, the self improvement aspect dramatically increases. Relationships increase. You feel your whole better. life and everything yeah. in life is better when you are physically fit everything across the board because not only is it physical it's mental and it goes from mental to confidence mm -hmm. and fucking yes. like once you're confident you could do anything you feel better you can do anything you think about yes i'm telling you anything. what i said in the beginning i'm i feel so strongly people like to go down these holes but like everything's gotta be so fucking complicated it's not we are simple creatures yeah, and yeah. our bodies are <laughs> magic they really are eat well and move, yeah. the world would be a better place. 100%. Um, the problem with, with all this is we're so co-opted by, you know, big food industries, mm -hmm. uh, big but pharma. It goes back to um, being a self-advocate and teaching yourself. You we, can't rely on others. Don't tell me what to do. No, you have to just you know? do it like, on your own. Exactly. Like, I mentioned this last week or whenever we talked about fitness before, like being fit is fucking hard, mm -hmm. but being fat is hard too. Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. more so expensive. Choose your heart. Right. Like mm -hmm. which heart do you want? Yeah. I don't want the other one. I don't want the other one either. You know? Negative. But I feel like if that's all you know, mm -hmm. you don't know what the other exactly. side is it like. It goes mm. parenting again. Like, just no. same Yeah. Thing, that's, you know? But that's just fucking laziness, man. Yes. It's just laziness. And There's the, no other way to put it. Like, and the thing I like to say, yeah. too, is when you have, like, all these big industries or whatever, you have 8 billion supplements coming out, blah, blah, blah. If you, people listening, <laughs> if there was a pill or a powder or whatever that would make you <laughs> fit, We'd all be fucking doing it. We'd all it. be doing it. There's <laughs> not. Yeah, it doesn't exist. It goes to consistency yeah. on a day on the it's daily. It's all yes. Yeah. Just to be devil's advocate, Dana. Oh my uh, god. No, 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 no. I'm not an well, I'm You're not the devil's advocate here. I'm really but I, let's hear it. Let's okay. that's what you do. Well, let's hear it. Well, well <laughs> big well, what was I say about Big Pharma, they are pushing this um really pushing hard to 
incorporate ph- certain pharmaceutical drugs, weight loss drugs, that have been shown to dramatically uh, make people lose weight. And they're pushing really hard to um, make this a recommendation for people to use different pharmaceutical drugs and manipulate. Follow the money. 100%. Yep. And I, I guess it wasn't even being a devil's advocate, but yeah. you can see, like, my point is people look at that. Easy fix. We're exactly. instantaneous. Yeah. Because people are fucking lazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> people are lazy. But what happens when you stop taking that drug? You've learned no new skills. You've learned no yes. new habits. You learned how to be lazy. And you go back to the same thing. Right. And you're now learning you're, convenience. And now your liver and, and kidney are probably fucked. Probably from all the medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But but Big Pharma, they're saying, well, this is something that you'll take for but the rest of, of your life. But of course they're going to say yeah, that. Right. What yeah. else are they going right. to say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they want you to buy that shit forever. Yes. No. Yeah. And that's just it. So but we were, I was talking, Sal and I were talking about, um, I brought up something about Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. I don't know what I did. Anyway, we all know Arnold, right? Yeah. Pretty fit guy. He started, where did he grow up? Like Serbia. Uh, Austria. Austria. Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> like lifting trees. Yeah. He didn't have to pay for that tree. No. That tree was free. He did what was right in front of him. Exactly. Yeah. You, you find a hill, run up it. Yeah. You find a branch or a pull-up bar, pull yourself up. Over. You don't need a big fancy gym to the excuses don't fly with me yeah. is what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Danny, you walk in your house and li- I mean, literally it's. Some big kettlebells, a pull-up bar. <laughs> we have a 100-pound kettlebell. I'm telling you, you just make it work. Yeah. It's my day Excuses core. are fucking... <laughs> excuses are everywhere. But they're like... You know, like, I got I got a brain tumor, and oh I had a God. broken back. Oh, my God. Like, so being out of shape was the... That's why I was so yeah, miserable when we met, because I was out of shape. I was an athlete my whole life. I was in shape my whole life, and then I got injured and couldn't do anything. Yeah. For a year, for 12 years. Oh, my gosh. 12 years. And it made me lazy. How much weight did you lose over this past year, dude? 35 pounds? 35 Amazing. Pounds. Yeah. That's healthy, too. Uh, healthy months. weight loss. Yeah. Now you feel good. Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. I mean, I know your back's hurting you right now. Yeah, it's always going to hurt forever. Yeah. That's just it, man. You but deal with it. It's just an excuse, yeah. right? Fucking days I can move, I got to work out. But I bet you if you were 30 pounds heavier, it would be harder. It would be harder. Exactly. Your back yeah. would hurt even more. And does it hurt more when you don't move? Of course. Yeah. You see? That, it's crazy. Yeah. People, yeah. people, So many people will be like, oh, my back, I can't do anything. False, false, false. It's bullshit. Yes. I, my back is bad. It'll like, you, there are days where I can't get off the floor for f- three, four days. Oh, my gosh. Like, I can't eat, can't go to the bathroom, like, <laughs> nothing. I called you, I called him one day. He's yeah. like, dude, I can't move. I thought, I thought I was going to have to come over and feed you. If I, you, I couldn't get the door <laughs> open. Couldn't I couldn't open the door. That's why you couldn't come break over. Break in. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it is what it is. Like, yeah. on days I can move, I got to make sure I'm at the fucking gym forever. Yeah. yeah, like forever. There's no other thing. Like with the brain tumor and everything, like I got to be at the gym forever. Yeah, there's no doubt. Make buddy. it work. Whatever, whatever yeah, I gotta do, yeah. keep going. Now okay. you know. So Dana, you a lot of people, the excuse is I just don't have time. I don't have time, right? Put your fucking phone down. It's a bullshit. <laughs> well, it, 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 it everybody is. has time. It, it is one, one one of the things I love to do is like when people say that. Okay, like let's let's go. Here's. I think there's like 120 some hours in a week or whatever it is. Okay. Let's go over everything hour. Like mm-hmm. how many hours do you spend sleeping a week? If they wanted it that bad, yes. well, you make they a choice. would make the time. choice. What you want to prioritize, you always will. Yeah, absolutely. So for you, you, you are full time, mm-hmm. full time, um, work, worker, work, B. worker B. Mm-hmm. 
full-time mom. Mm-hmm. Five months pregnant. Five months pregnant right now. <laughs> full-time wife mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. They have a, just like everybody, a lot of, a lot of other people. Yeah. How do you fit it in? Wake up early. What time do you get up? We, you, right now I'm getting up at like 5.12. 12 is my lucky number. <laughs> I have a little number OCD thing. Anywho. Um, so, but Friday mornings I teach at 5.30 a.m. at the studio. So I wake up at 4.12. And then I get to the studio by 4.45. But one, have a plan. Right. Don't just wake up like, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, no. I have a workout book. I have my workout written for the next morning. If it's written, I have to do it. Yeah. I will not not do it. It's written there. Right. I took the time. So now my program is written. I wake up. I do my stretches on my yoga mat. Get right to it. And if Sky wakes up, Scott, my daughter is Skylar, named after Billy's princess, my soul sister, Skylar, <laughs> whose first name is actually Dana, middle name Skylar. Very true. Anywho. I didn't know that. You yeah. didn't know that, dude? No. Yeah. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Universe, That's right? Interesting. Crazy. <laughs> okay, anyway, Skylar. If she wakes up, cool, babe. Let's change that diaper. You know, here's your morning bottle. I'm gonna finish this set. Oh, you're still hungry. Cool. Right. Yeah. Let's have an egg. Like you make it work. Yeah. I'm not gonna sit there and stare at her while she eats the egg. I'm gonna keep mm. doing. And she's watching me. Right. You know, she's watching. She has her little dumbbells. She's learning from that yes. too. Yeah. And she, you know, we do little shuttle runs in the house, help her learn to count. Right. You know, she can count to 10. Sometimes she skips four. We're working on it. (laughs) But, you know, you make you what you want, like anything else in life, you will. You'll make time for it. Yes. You'll make time for it. Just like a relationship, just like work, just with the podcast. I want to be here with you. You make time. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I think it's really evident if people don't make time. Yeah, it's a good point. And then sometimes it's uncomfortable for people, which. But I, that's when you should do it. Yes. That's when you have to do it to make it a habit. Yep. Like it's not always going to be accountability fun. I don't always want to go to the fucking gym. No. Like I'm tired. No. Like mm-hmm. I just want to chill sometimes, but. It's going to be good for you. And then you have more energy when you leave. Yeah. They feel great when you're done. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you felt like. The hardest part is just getting your ass up and yep. going. Yeah. Exactly. I think part of the problem is people are thinking about the newness. So a lot, like a lot of new things can be scary. Mm-hmm. So the newness of yep. it all is scary, plus the pain of it is scary. But they don't realize, like, if you just just get through that, just that's when you. It takes three seconds to have courage. Mm-hmm. That's all you need is right. three yeah. seconds of courage. Just, just make a choice, it. and yeah. then just keep making that choice, and then you'll see. In a it couple, gets easier if you make it once. Yes. It's Fuck. just going to get easier. Wait yep. for a couple weeks. Just yeah. do it for a couple weeks. Yep. And then see see what happens. Exactly. It's such a huge change. It's all just a decision in your head. For that's sure. what I tell people when people hear I work out so early. They're like, oh, what the hell? I'm going to never wake up that early. I'm like, give it a whirl. For two weeks, pretend my face is in yours when your alarm goes off. Right. After two weeks, you will feel and look better. And not just that, how accomplished do you feel by 8 a.m.? I... By 8 a.m., you've done more than most people have done that that will do in a day. Exactly. You feel incredible. And it just... Everything we've been talking about directly goes back to self-confidence. You know? I feel phenomenal afterwards and yeah. i feel so proud you know having pride in yourself is an amazing feeling yeah so. but unfortunately i think there's a lot of people that are down a bad path in their mind and focusing on the negative things and saying oh dana that's easier for you to say 
Mm-hmm. But you I don't ha- know my life. You, you don't, don't know, know right, right, right. Yeah. Well, so then it goes back to I guess like. And I would say y'all don't know mine either. Right. Well, that that's you the know? God's honest I'm truth. I'm only giving you the, little snippets. The, yeah, you're you're the positive you're, ones. You're giving the good details. Yeah. Right. You're, you you know God We've only. We've all got stuff like you said. For sure, for sure. Right. And we all make. But they're it, all just fucking excuses. One hundred percent. Right. But at the end, I, I, I can sit home all day and be like, I got to bring a bag. Right. I do, but it's still a fucking excuse. It's still an excuse. Right. And that excuse. If I can walk. Ever right, mm-hmm. I can go to the gym. You can go to gym, and, and, yeah. and at the yeah. very least, you you can walk. I'm so proud I of could you. roll very, over and do push-ups. You, at the like, very, you can do something. Anything. anything. Fucking jump off the balcony. Whatever. <laughs> I can do something. <laughs> anything. You, right, exactly. I'm proud of you. And yeah, Thanks. I'm proud of you too, Thanks. buddy. You yeah. know the um. But this goes back to even the excuses, even though they may be valid, that still does not get us anywhere. It doesn't give you a pass. No. And the other thing too is like okay. Well, is this avenue okay for you for the rest of your life, or you want to try something that, new? That's yeah. the problem. It, try you know why it doesn't give you a pass because life doesn't care. No, yeah. it's still life going. Still, still, still going to smack you in the face. Yep. I'd rather be smacked in the face and feel like a warrior than, than feel like a fucking <laughs> some lazy piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Life doesn't care. Doesn't life will care. continue to move on. So one will continue wh- to beat you down. One way or another, whether you feel sorry for yourself or you feel super positive, it will just con- continue yeah, to it's move. It's going to try and smack you over and over again. Perspective is huge. Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. Well, team, do you, what do you think, buddy? I know yeah, we'll wrap this up and we'll split it up in two. Okay. I know you're... Uh, you I'm l- fine. You sure? Yeah, but you're, you're a little... You're a little Fidgety? Yeah, you're fidgety. That's because my back hurts. I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh. I can see but it's, whether you're here or not, it's going to hurt. <laughs> I know, but you're so just... it doesn't matter. All right, all right. Doesn't do you want us to feed you? Yeah, do you want us to feed you? What, what kind of food do? we got? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a shake, actually. Yeah. What uh, What protein do you have over there? Uh, it's plant protein, actually. Plant protein? That's I, what I, I didn't know you too. were vegan. Yeah, I'm not Which one do you either. like? It's food. Food. Yeah. Is that what's called food? I haven't tried that one. It's good. Yeah. Really good, yeah. Not like... Chalky. No, it's good. It's good. delicious. Food. I'm going to try that. P-H-O-O-D. Yeah. Interesting. Is it, was it, what kind of plant protein is it? Is it soybean? I don't fucking know, dude. Soy boy? Do you want me to go look? <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, where can everybody find us there, Mr. Uh, Jeffrey? Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, Anchor.fm, which is now Spotify Podcast. No, oh, interesting. It's not Anchor.fm anymore. Okay. Which is cool. And um, soon to be YouTube. Awesome. Amazing. Awesome. What about uh, social media? Uh, digital underscore slang and you at Bourbon Blunts mm-hmm. and then you are at Jimmy underscore. There we go. Write this under- shit down. because Jimmy the J and underscores between. So Jimmy underscore the underscore J. Yeah. On Twitter. You couldn't do any better than that. Huh? That's all I had. I keep <laughs> saying this every freaking podcast. But anyways. And where can they find you? I've never dabbled in the Twitterverse. Um, I have Instagram. People listening. I'm not very really tech savvy. <laughs> um, I do have Instagram and it's Dana underscore Heine, which is a nickname from my maiden name. So it's H E I N Y. What was that maiden name again? Heinzen. 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 That is a real German. <laughs> That's German as hell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate you. Thanks Deuces. for having me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Dana.